Oh! Yo, what's up? Oh, man. Woo! Tommy, what's up, killer? Yo, I could always count on Tommy Pace to come on live. All right, listen up, everybody. Welcome to another episode of, come on, y'all know it, right? DOE edition. No running in the halls with your host, Chavez. So the first thing I want to address for those of you who are on, who are prompt and on time, we have a, don't forget the line. Nice. Um, so I have, a, I have a birthday to celebrate today. And uh, it's legit. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining. First thing I want to do is pay homage, and I am paying homage today to Fifth Hammer, Fifth Hammer Brewery. We are affiliates of these beautiful, beautiful beer makers, beer creators. They are wonderful, man. They are located in Long Island City. Man, if you want a well-crafted beer, something you've never tasted in your entire life, I highly suggest it. Oh, man, what a day it was, man. It was a day of real, real, real progression. I got to tell you, um, I had to take off. I wasn't feeling well. Unfortunately, you know, it's funny. Last, not last year, the year of COVID, um, I'm talking 2020, I got sick around my birthday. Um, I was put into a, a situation, right? So I'm a teacher. Obviously, everybody knows that. I was put into a situation where I um, I was asked to go home and teach, and I did. But I got sick on that very day. I got sick on the on the day they said go home and teach remote. And the crazy part about that was is I had no idea I had COVID. I really did not have any idea. I just felt really shitty. And it was in the in the embryonic stages of, thank you, thank you, Jode, appreciate that, thank you. I um, I was celebrating all day in my in my crippled manner. My back was killing me all day. Um, so yeah, I got sick on that Friday. And any any of the teachers that know uh, the scheduling, uh, we were asked to leave on a Friday, which was like the nineteenth, and I got sick that night. And I was better by like Tuesday, right? I was better by Tuesday. And that was like, that was my birthday. So I didn't really have a great birthday in 2020 because of this whole debauchery of, of viruses that uh, plagued our world. But um, I do remember that I was better by the time that um, I was physically better. Um, oh, thank you, Jaylene. Appreciate that. Tell Jaylene I miss her and I love her. Um, so yeah, I, I, I got past it. It wasn't the greatest birthday, obviously, because two, two years, two plus three years, we had to deal with a crazy thing that happened in our lifetime. And I still go down in history books for sure. So anyway, um, so yeah, today, if you haven't guessed it, today is my birthday and, um, <laughs> thanks Jody Schwartz, you're the best. Get Birdie on here. Text that uh, little motherfucker to get him on here. Say, Birdman, get on here. Anyway, um, so uh, No Running in the Halls, episode four. We have our show today called 
rules versus real rules. Rules versus real rules. I bet you're all wondering what that means. Well, I can tell you firsthand from first first uh, perspective um, experience. Um, so, you know, when you're at any job, right, you're like asked to do certain things and you're asked to cooperate in certain, you know, areas. And sometimes you don't agree with them. And um, you're happy birthday, Luzani. Oh my God. Thank you so much, girls. I love the fuck out of you, man. Thanks for joining in. Listen, feel free to chime in if something rings your bell a little bit. We're talking about rules versus real rules in the workplace. So as I move forward talking about this, I want to say that, look, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not here to rattle. I'm not here to rattle anybody. I'm not here to make uh, make big waves. What I'm here is to make swimmable waves, if you ask me. And um, I just want to say that you know you have belief systems in your own uh, in your own virtues, your own values, and how you were raised, and whatever it is, you know. But I have to say that you know there's certain situations that most people don't like to bend or break on, and if they do, they've done it out of satisfaction for themselves. They did it to please somebody else. And, you know, sometimes that's not always the answer. I mean, there's there's other ways to deal with these situations. Like I said, um, you can uh, approach situations in many different avenues and many, many different directions. But the real way is to do your research, find out what you're what you're actually able to do. Thank you, James. Wow, look at these people jumping on. Guys, I appreciate that so much. Thank you, Lancey boy. I love you, brother. Um, so going back, look, at the end of the day, we 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 want to be happy and we want to be content, feel comfortable doing what we do. Um, in the past, I have been vocal about things that I didn't agree with, and uh, I think I presented it in such a fashion that I, I made sure that I was um I had everything I needed to defend and and, and um, approach the situation. I, I really take pride in that. I don't know, um, Tommy says unspoken rules. Yeah, I think really in, in, in basic arithmetic, that's really what it is. It's un, un, unspoken rules or rules that you're asked to, to abide by or they're like, they're like requests, but I don't necessarily always think that a request for something is um, it, it doesn't have the viability as it as it does as the real rules, right? So in my in my title of today's show, it's it's real rules versus rules. So in the workplace, wherever you work, whomever you work for, um, specifically if there is something that is designed for you um, from the very beginning that you have to adhere to, then yes, you know you're signing up for that. You're well aware of all of those things. It's predetermined. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you know that if I don't do these things, there's a chance that I could either be penalized for it. Uh, some places write you up and, or some places, you know, they make, um, they make a big, a big deal about it. Right. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about that because, you know, there are so many things in this world today, even not in not in general, and, and we're not even talking about past versus present. We are talking about the now. It's it, it has nothing to do with what was once. It has nothing to do with what it with what it could be. It's what's now, and what people have in their corner is the the right to say, "Hey, you know, you're wrong." And let me explain to you why. And I don't have to, I don't have to abide by this. And this is why. Um, and I think people have that, that power. I, I won't even say privilege now. I'll say power to go ahead and say, okay, listen, I don't really look at the end of the day. We have to make very, very, very concise decisions about the next chess move we make in life. And I think, in the workplace, you do have to do the same thing. You have to, you know, you have to calculate your moves and, and say the right things and, and be the person who will be listened to, not ignored and looked over. You know, you want people, you're not going to make a grievance or, or a suggestion or, a, or, a, or a, a, a note to somebody 
so that it falls on deaf ears. You you know, you want to say what you have to say. And I think that's important, especially in today's age, because your delivery system, as I said time and time again, your delivery system on what you say is very important. And in this episode of Rules versus Real Rules, you may not agree with all the rules that are in place for you. And you also might not agree with all of the rules that are asked of you or simple requests, right? But by simple requests, it seems simple to somebody, but it might not be simple to others. And that's what I think this is. This show is primarily about. Again, we're not here to poke fun, bash, or get angry. We are here to discuss, and I want, I want for us to discuss, where do you stand on the situation? Do you stand up for what you believe in and say, hey, listen, man, I come here to do a specific job, and... Um, you know, my job is very important, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a sanitation worker, whether you're a police officer, whether you're a fireman, all of our jobs are important and all of our jobs are necessary. Um, and I think that what comes with that is a certain level of comfort in, for us to be able to do our jobs. Because, you know, if you ask me, I could count on more than five sets of hands and that's two hands in each set, how many people will forever discuss this um, outside of a platform such as this, but um, will, you know, will be easy, it'll be easy for them to, to talk about it when they're not being heard. But I think the key is to be heard. And I think that's where I stand on this particular issue. And it might not always be a favorable thing to talk about, but at least someone's talking about it, right? So with that said, you know, I want to first address the fact that I love, I love what I do. I love teaching. I love being a part of the growth and, um, and uh, progression of young, of young, young children, young minds. I, I have a really, I get a really big kick out of it only because I feel like I've been places in my life where I can offer firsthand experiences. And I think that's important when it comes to teaching. You know, if you grew up in a bubble and you don't have the outside world to help you um, connect real life incidences with your teaching, I don't think you should be a teacher, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're going to teach out of a textbook, we can also talk about how wrong most textbooks are and how they give false information to begin with. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. So let's get on a fun track. So we got about 9.13. I have a really, really great guest coming on tonight. Um, not only is it my birthday, and I'm celebrating wearing a blow-up crown, as you have seen, I um, I was able to, to grab a special guest today. Um, my guest is a really smart dude. Um, not only is he smart and educated, but unbeknownst to the both of us, we, um, we kind of were integrated friends in the process of growing in our neighborhood. Um, I grew up in College Point, and uh, back in the day, College Point was crazy awesome. I, I had a blast growing up in College Point. It wasn't always like that, but then they had a... Uh, <laughs> We grew up early. You know, Tommy, Tommy Pace is on here, and he's a, a dedicated fan. He grew up there also. But he grew up, Tommy, you grew up in um, in uh, our guests' uh, part of the neighborhood. You guys grew up on the PS29 bleaker side. I grew up on the 129, 194 side. And we discussed this in so many different shows. It always comes up. But um, the one thing I – really want to um, I want to pinpoint about my guest tonight is that um, short of being a tenured um, valued important infrastructure of education in his building and if not more, he is someone you can look to to um, to ask questions and and get um, information that is unbeknownst or unclear to you. And I love that about um, these teachers that put themselves in this position. I value the the gentlemen at my job that do that. 
And I tell you, I can't begin to tell you how many times I want to go up and say something, but I, I don't um, because I don't want to bother them with too much, too much craziness. But I do look, I do seek, I do seek their opinions and their factual information on a lot of things. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to have them on board. Shout out to A. Cole, A. Colette, right? And JP, I know he's not on here. I wish he was though. A. Colette, we got to get him on here. Where is A. Colette tonight, man? I thought he would join up. Anyway, um, moving back over, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off track. My, uh, my guest tonight is not only a family man, he is a beautiful human being who, who from the looks of how I interpret it, he's raising a beautiful family. Um, I value um, the things that I speak with to him on matters that, you know, we had a really great conversation not too long ago. And it was my first, um, it was my first injection of, of uh, this podcast idea. Oh, Gary, he's calling right now. How about that? He's a little early, but let's get it going. Hello, hello. Yo, what's up, James? Oh my God. Guys, please welcome to the show. If you're all out there listening, let's welcome Gary Malone, everyone, everyone, give a little round of applause for Gary Malone. Gary Malone is not only prompt, but early. And you know what they say about when you're on time, you're probably late. Isn't that right, Gary? Well, that's definitely me. I have, uh, I don't like to use the word trigger, but but the idea of being late is something that triggers me. I'm, I'm usually at work like a good 30, 40 minutes early every day. Um, <laughs> I need to I need to be in and settle before before the kids come in. Yeah. I, mean, I had my day I had my days walking right before the bell. You know, my, my own kids are teenagers now, so I don't need to drop them off at school in the morning. Uh, but in the days when I did have to do that and then, you know, try to scramble from you know, I live in Nassau County now, so trying to scramble into flushing and find parking. Oh uh, dude, it's the, the worst. Flushing. Right. So I, I went through those days of walking in at seven fifty five with the eight o'clock bell. Um, but when I don't have to do that, I'm, I'm, I'm much better off. You're, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I, a little small uh, piece of uh, info is uh, Gary and I do not work far from each other, both in Queens. And I'll see Gary parking, and he'll park pretty far. I mean, I wouldn't say far. I'd say, uh, in the very least, it's about three three blocks, four blocks away. And we crashed into each other one day. Not crashed uh, figuratively. I'm literally, but more figuratively. And I hear this guy going, Chavez, and I see he's parked, and he's just walking. And I'm like, hey, man, what you doing? He's like, hey, I'm putting in some steps, man. I, I thought that that was cool. And he's right, man. He's not lying to anyone out there. This guy, he gets to work early, and he's there, and he's he's ready to go all all all, uh, all cylinders in gear, you know? Yeah, so, uh, you know, before anything else, you know, again, I know you're, you have your, I see you have your clown on. So uh, happy birthday to you. Thank Facebook you. Told me it was your, Facebook told me it was your birthday today. So um, <laughs> that's what's good. That, that's, that's what's good about Facebook. You know, you don't have to tell anybody. You just, you know, and it's funny before I even move forward, I guess I, you know, since it's already nine, you know, I, I you, you've got people winding down. I just want to say. Uh, and this this includes anybody on. Thank you, thank you to everybody for your birthday wishes. Usually, people thank everyone on uh, their own Facebook, but I'll I'll put it on blast, and everybody has a has a you know uh, they they this is evidence. Everybody sees it. Thank you, everyone, for your birthday wishes. It was a lot more than usual, so really thank you. And Gary, thank you for your birthday wishes. So Gary, um, so Gary, you know, um, I wanted to tell everybody, I was telling everybody, I don't know if you were listening while you, while you were calling in, I was telling everybody how um, how knowledgeable you are and how every time I speak to you, it's not only very comforting and it's always a very cool conversation. Um, it is so very um, relaxed with you uh, and I never feel like you're impeding on, on, on something I was asking you. You're always very open-minded and gives great suggestions. And, you know, you're a lot like the people who do what you do in my school. And it makes it so comforting because I've been a part of, of, um, I've been a part of uh, team, uh, team helpfulness, if we can say that I wasn't always so comfortable approaching only because I just don't think, uh, you know, it was, 
I don't know if it was a vibe or maybe I just it was a discomfort or maybe the 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 way the way the person delivered or received your information. But you know, nowadays I always feel comfortable and I I, I give I give a lot of thanks to you and those who do that um, to help to help the people in their building and to, to, to steer them in the right directions. What can you, what can you say about stuff like that? And what can you say about how teachers could approach or, or, or how you could even, even uh, receive or approach a teacher's just a request to speak. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's something, you know, um, you know, partially comes with experience, you know, um, this is my 22nd year now um, uh, as a teacher, and I've been a chapter leader. I think I think it's going on 12 years now. So, nice. um, you know, for me, that's it's sort of like I guess second nature in terms of you know, there's new teachers coming to the building, and it, you know, as chapter leader, it's my responsibility to sort of like seek them out and, and make sure that you know they have what they need, you know, to the to the best of my ability. Um, but I think you know, just you know, remembering being a new teacher myself and and remembering who the teachers were that sort of like helped me out and sort of, you know, showed me the ropes a little bit. Um, you know, I think that's sort of part of the responsibility. Uh, like, I guess it would be in any job, you know, if you're there for a little bit, somebody new comes in to try to, um, you know, knowing how difficult it is, especially teaching uh, to come in and be brand new. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's, it's important for, for the rest of the staff to sort of support those new teachers and sort of be there for them, even if it's just for basic information, you know, people might not even know where, you know, like who to ask if they have a payroll question or, right. you know, where, you know, where the auditorium is, <laughs> you know, when they're, when they're first starting out. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely part of, you know, part of the role, I think, it should be all of us, really. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, you know, you mentioned such light stuff as just finding a room. And, you know, it's funny, whenever um, whenever I see somebody new, even if it's a substitute or maybe somebody who's on a leave replacement, I'm always so quick to help, you know. And I don't know how that looks to people. Like, I don't know if people just think I'm being a certain way. But I, I initially, I'm just try, I see a new person. I'm trying to help them. And, you know, being the age that I guess we, I could I could I could uh, um, happily say our age. Right. Because Gary and I are very close. Yeah, I, mean, I, got, I have a few years on you, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah in, in our age, in our, in our demographic, in our, in our Gen X uh, generation, right. um, I think I think I've learned a lot growing. And, and one of the things I've, I've really taken very well to is, is just being helpful. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's a horrible thing to want to help someone. I don't think everyone has to have an ulterior motive to helping someone. I don't think, I mean, I never ask anything in return. I'm just like, listen, if I could help you, I think, but I'd use that in every aspect of life, you know? So yeah, I mean, that should also be, I mean, that should also be part of it. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're in education, obviously helping people is sort of like, you're not in it for the money and the fame. Right. So, um, I mean, who is that, that, that? I mean, that would be, yeah, I think that's, that's a big part of it. You know, that's sort of why you get into it. You, you, you do this job because you think it's important. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like why else would you do it? Because, you know, for people on the outside, um, you know, who don't know, you know, a lot of people think, Hey, you know what, you're off in the summer and, and, you know, you're home at, at, or you get out of work at three o'clock and this and that. But, you know, unless you're like, you're a teacher or you're married to a teacher, and I'm both of those things, um, or you're very close to to teachers and you kind of know, like, like all the extra hours, the extra unpaid hours yeah. that go in after the job. Um, you know, you don't really have, you don't really have um, a full understanding of what it is. And I'm, I know that's true with other jobs too, you know, like I have yeah. friends, you know, guys I grew up with who became cops or guys who were firemen or sanitation workers or plumbers or whatever else. And, you know, I can't pretend to know what their day in and day out is. And we, um, and we so will never course. will. We never will. So Gary, um, let's get let's get into the thick of it a little bit. I appreciate all of the all of the notes and the inside info that you gave us so far. You know, it really is it's a tough job. And let, let we I, again, I'll 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 I'll, I'll tailspin off of what uh, Gary said that all jobs and we can't pretend not to we can't pretend to know what they go through, and the calls or the people that chime in on 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 platforms like this help us know you know these these things. But everyone's job is hard, you know, and 
uh, you know, I think for teachers, there's definitely a little misconception every now and again about, hey, you guys only work 180 days or 182 or whatever, 180 something days. You guys get out at 235, hopefully, if you know, you have the right uh, leader. And, uh, you know, hey, guys, hey, guys, I just want to say hello, everyone. Um, you know, it, it's it's still a hard job. You know, we're we're molding. You know, we're 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 engaging. We're we're putting we're taking pieces of of, of things that aren't uh, you know fitting exactly into the into the slots and molding them to be the right uh, kind of human being that I think education should be doing is is molding minds and creating you know adults for the world. But we all have our we, every job is hard. Every every job is hard. But with the job. With the job, it there also comes this this comfort level, you know, of being at your job. And I actually had this conversation today, uh, Gary. I want to say I I, I got to tell you this. So this can kick off our conversation. I was actually taking an exam, and um, I, I have to tell you, it was a nightmare. Uh, this is another show, but it was a nightmare. Um, and when I was in there, I was speaking to some nursing student. And uh, she was saying how, you know, you know, they're always like throwing little rules at them. Like, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there are there's there are things you're asked to do. And then there are things that you have to adhere to. And I think that's what our show is about today. And I have my own stories, but I definitely know that people who know me know that I'm not somebody that always I'm playing my I'm playing a different chess piece than you, you know. My game is a little different, and um, I can go on and on and on about it. But I wanted to talk about what we what we think about these things. You know, we can be asked to do things, right? And and I think it's important that we listen and and, and try to try to um, abide. But not everything is black and white. You know, we have our own ways. And in today's world, we have established a a defense system for things that maybe we don't always agree with. Can you speak a little bit on that, Gary, at all? Well, I mean, if you're talking about things that people might be asked to do that they don't necessarily have to do. So we'll say, for example, if you're asked to do something, like not a coverage, but asked to like, say, attend a meeting or something during yeah. your prep time, right? And someone might say like, um, you know, most people I think would sort of just, you know, like the, not wanting to say no, not wanting to look like, hey, I don't want to be a team player, mm-hmm. or I don't want to, you know, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like mess something up by me saying no. I need my prep time, but you know, our prep time is valuable, and our prep time is something that you know was not just given to us, but was something that was you know fought and negotiated for, right. and it's it's valuable. You know, it's valuable to have that time because I think you know most of us or, or all of us probably know that that one prep period that you get during the day is not is not remotely close to enough time to do all the work that it takes to to do your job yeah. you know really like the time the time that I'm in my classroom with my kids that's that's like the easiest part of the job it's it's all the prep work that goes in there before that you know yeah. it's like if you go if you go to a concert and you go to like a broadway show and you see you see all this you know you see this performance and you see these you know theatrics and pyrotechnics and you know whatever else going on like that takes place in that hour or two hours that you're seeing it, there was, you know, all this other preparation that went in behind it. You know, it's sort of like, I've seen that image before where they show the iceberg and you only see the tip of the iceberg slipping above, slipping above the water, but you don't see all the other things like underneath it. So um, sort of getting back to that idea about giving up your prep time, like that's something that I think, you know, on, on an occasion, if it's something very important, then, okay, look, I'm not going to nickel and dime someone every single time. If this is like an emergency situation or something that I think is really valuable, then okay. But you also can't, like, set the precedent that that time is not yours to be used for the things that, that you need to do for your job. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, if, you know, let's say you're in school and it's, it's 2 o'clock and your day ends at 2.30, but you have an emergency and you have to leave, you punch out and those 30 minutes come directly out of your car time. Yeah. Right. So every minute, every minute that you leave, if you leave early, every minute is taken from you. Right. So then it has to be, you know, sort of that's be a give and take there. Then, you know, if it's like, well, this time that I have during the day, if this is my prep time that I have, you know, to get my work done, to grade papers, to plan lessons, to contact parents, whatever it is I'm doing during that time to meet with colleagues, um, 
you know, maybe I can't go meet with someone this period to talk about, you know, iReady data or to, you know, to go even, you know, sit in and watch somebody else's class to like right. give feedback on something, you know? Yeah. So, you know, our time, our time is valuable. And I think, um, you know, like you say about there being rules, the mm. things that you have to do and then things that, you know, are more negotiable, things that are more gray areas. I agree. I agree. There definitely is areas of negotiation. I don't know if everyone really sees it that way. I know that you and I, um, I, I mean, I, I could agree completely 100% that there are some, some I, I don't want to call them gray areas because usually gray is, is looked at as something that's uh, negative, but there are some lighted silver linings to some uh, situations where you can really um, kind of object to but, you know, with, you know, you know, they always say proceed with caution, right? You know, you don't know what could come of your, um, your, your, un, your uninvited uh, uh, request to, to speak on a matter that maybe was, uh, was not the favorable thing to, to, to talk about. Now I've, I've thought, I've thought about that so much in the past and I always thought, Hey, you know, I think if, um, if you have something on your mind, I think, you know, regardless of what any human being uh, thinks in any work environment, I, I would like to think that a, a supervisor, manager, uh, CEO, owner, whatever it is, somebody who is above you, I would think that if, if you went with concerns, that they would be concerns that um, other people would actually be, um, they would be actually happy that you came to them because it's it's quite possible maybe they didn't even know you know and that's possible i mean not every not every leader not every leader has the answer correct i mean am i wrong on that i mean i I think i mean i think that's something that just sort of that applies to like any relationship any situation where if there's something that you feel needs to be said you you should say it yeah i mean that that's that's the way you know that's the way i always i always am i mean you know my wife will tell you uh, my friends will tell you, my mother, anybody, if there's something that bothers me, like I'm not the kind of person to let it, to let it in and to keep it in and, and not say something. And I was always that way, you know, in any job I had and, you know, as a teacher, even before I became shop leader, which was kind of the reason that I guess I ended up sort of inheriting that job um, is where, you know, if there's something that I think is, you know, something's crooked that needs to be made straight, I'm going to, I'm going to say something about it, but also, um, there's also a difference between like, well, I'm just going to complain about everything uh, versus, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to help like manage what the solution is going to be, you know, um, trying to, you know, obviously be respectful of the people that you work with, the people yeah. that you work for, the people that supervise you, um, you know, and respecting like their situation, right? Because they're under different pressures than we're under, yeah. you know, and they have, they have, they have different, you know, different, um, you know, guidelines that they have to follow and different, you know, different like benchmarks that they have to hit. And, you know, so what they're looking for and what we're looking for, um, not always the exact same thing. I mean, ultimately, you know, we should all want the same thing, which is for our school to be a better place for our kids to do better. Um, but you know, we don't always necessarily agree on, on what, on, you know, what makes that happen, you know, but I think, I think if you have something to say, um, and it's constructive and it's important, then, you know, you should be saying it and not just relying on like one or two people. Cause I don't know what it's like in your school, but like if you have a staff meeting, um, and you know, there's a, there's an issue, you know, maybe a little bit of tension going on and you have like two or three people in from your school that might say something and everybody else who might say it on the side or in the background, but like won't sort of vocalize that in, in, in public or, or in a, in like a group setting. And then it makes it look like, yeah, we got a couple of squeaky wheels and everybody else is fine. You know what I mean? Um, where if more people were speaking out and more people were, were, were sharing their opinions, you, you would see um, there's more power in that, right? There's more power in numbers. So that's, yeah. that's another thing I think. Is, is For sure. For sure. And I, I, I think everything you just said was so integral in this conversation because you know you don't look at the end of the day you don't want to seem like the guy who's complaining or the person right um i call it the doers and the chewers right i, I don't want to say that i just made that up now because i didn't but um 
the doers do things and the chewers, you never hear that term chewing the fat. They all you do is talk. Like you could just talk about it, right? You could talk and talk and talk and be that guy or person or 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 anybody. You could be that person that just simply talks about it. You don't you don't do anything more than chew the next person's ear off about it. Or you can do something. You can say, hey, listen, I have this. And I don't want to always use the word grievance, but I want to say if you have a, a concern or a question or a, or a situation that needs to be determined or, 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 or answered, I think that those are the doers, you know, because at least you got your answer or at least you received some kind of communication on the matter. I think that's super important. And I think that with all due respect to any administrators, chapter leaders, anyone who's in a position where they have those answers and they can really help you out. I think that's what should take place. I think that if there's something that needs to be said, if there's something that needs to be grieved, if there's something that needs to be uh, adjusted, the matter should come up. And whether or not it is agreed upon, we're not even talking about that part of the ball game. That ball game comes later on. But to get your foot in the door, you know, Gary, I got to tell you, I know a lot of people that um, they uh, they're scared. You know, they get very, very apprehensive about communicating, and a lot of it is. Um, I I, I want to say, Gary, if I'm wrong, please help me. But a lot of it, I want to say, is fear. You know, I want to say it's fear of, of you know, sh sh you know, shaking the cage or rattling rattling bones or making waves as they say you know like i don't know i i just feel yeah, like that I mean, there's, there's there's definitely there's definitely a lot of that i mean I, and i'm sure that's probably true in, in a lot of other jobs but you know i can only really speak on the one that um well i'm not the only one i've done but one of the many i've done <laughs> uh, the one i've been doing the one i've done my career yeah uh, <laughs> 20 plus years but no that's definitely i think a pretty common thing where people are so worried to you know to rock the boat or if i say this then admin is going to look negatively on me. What's the consequences, and, right? Right, and I think people worrying about. And I've had cons, I've had I've had conversations. I've had conversations like that, like with principals in the past. Like, like I had a, a former principal who would like be offended by the idea that people like wouldn't approach her about things. And I said, you have to understand, it's not you; it's the position. Like some people just think like like it's well, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't bring this complaint or even this question or this. Uh, this issue to the principal because I don't want them. I don't want that to reflect badly on me or make it look like I'm not. You know what I mean? Like somehow I'm against. Them, you know, and it's just. I think it's just the way a lot of people are, and I don't know if that's if that comes from, you know, past experience. I mean, you know, I know some teachers who, you know, they they graduated high school, went to college, and became a teacher at 21 or 22, and that's like that's their their experience. You know, maybe they they didn't have another job experience where. Maybe your relationship with a supervisor or a boss was different. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think I think people in general are just are just different. There's people who are comfortable, um, you know, you know, not just in a work in a work setting, but in any setting. People that are comfortable saying, "Hey, look, I don't like the way this is," or "I think this needs to change," or even a question, you know, "What could we do about this?" Yeah. And then there's other people who kind of don't really want to uh, don't really want to address those things. Don't really want to get into those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think it's just, you know, human nature. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely. I think, you know, it's also how you're raised, too. I mean, like, you know, the boss is the boss and you have to, uh, you know, you have to listen to and adhere and abide by all bosses rules. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, and I, I, I love how this conversation is going, because it really is to me as a listener and as, as a person who, who, who is who's discussing it at the same time. I really feel like this is so informative for people because I really don't think anybody should ever feel that they can't approach their boss. I really don't think that people should feel apprehensive about bringing up things that they either want to make change to or 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 improve. You know, um, I definitely in, in the past, you know, I've been apprehensive about um, vocalizing certain things. Just because, I mean, there's there's a laundry list of reasons, of course, but mainly just because I just, well, I'm not sure if I would have been heard correctly. And, you know, maybe maybe there's levels of, like, respect. Oh, well, if, if this person suggests something, um, it, 
is it is it important enough to to listen to do i take this person's uh you know critique or 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 advice you know knowing that you know in in the in the uh i guess the grand the grand juncture of things that i am the employee and you are the employer boss or whatever but you know at this time gary um i think our conversation has been amazing thus far i was wondering if anybody on the live could um, chime in and, and and maybe just express something at their job where they were like, hey, listen, I, I didn't really totally agree with this. And I, I approached it um, and, and this happened, you know, I mean, we're we're talking about the the the, uh, the the life of a teacher, which I think, you know, this platform is really dedicated to. But like I said in the past on pre previous shows, chime in wh wherever you work is there moments where you're like well you know what I, I don't necessarily think that i have to do this i don't necessarily think that it's right that i'm asked to do this uh maybe maybe i can investigate and see where see where i land because in inevitably the answer to it is everything you're either going to get the answer that you want to hear or you're going to get the answer that you weren't expecting and didn't want to hear and, and 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 unfortunately maybe you'll have to adhere to the rules because there are real rules and then there are other kinds of rules like the ones that you're asked to abide by but you know nah, you don't really i don't know you don't really have to you know um so if there is anybody out there that has an experience please chime in but uh gary i wanted to ask you uh another question uh, a slightly a little off topic but kind of uh on topic i wanted to ask you uh, what what is your feeling you know, because I bother my guys all the time. I just want to chat with them all the time. And it's not just about, you you know, UFT stuff and, and grievances or, you know, first first per perspective complaining. But I do have normal conversations with them. And I, I really have a good relationship with them. What would you say your relationship is with your, your teacher body? And uh, how, how do you take on situations? You're a hardworking teacher. You probably took 25 periods a day. You're exhausted. You're tired. You just went through a class that maybe was having a shit show of a day. What is your take on your position? And and, and how do you deal with an everyday, uh, an everyday role as someone who is really the, you're the advisor of a lot of people. How do you feel about that? I mean, you know, as far as like, like my relationship with the, the staff at my school, I mean, that, that's sort of like, there's a, a variety of, of what that, is, you know, what that could be. You know what I mean? There's people that are on staff that are some of my best friends, people that like, you know, I've been, I've, I've been hanging out with for, for 20 years. 20 years. With, you know, that's when we um, first, that's when we first uh, got more acquainted was that those ground round right, days. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Right, so, Northern yeah, Boulevard. Like, my, my, my first, like my first couple of years, I was sort of like out of that crew. Uh, for the most part, I was sort of like, uh, like the first one, the first one in. Like when I started, um, and then it was like maybe like a year and a half later, there was this big influx that happened where uh, when Bloomberg became mayor. Oh no! <laughs> I heard about yeah. those years. Beginning, so when Bloomberg became mayor, what he did is he said, you know, if we want to bring math and ELA scores up, we need to increase how much math and ELA these kids take. So when I first started, like my first two years, I taught five periods a day, five different classes, ELA. And then when Bloomberg switched it up, then it became ELA and math became eight periods a week. Yeah. So I would teach three classes for eight periods, and maybe one class would have a ninth period. But um, because of that, they had to hire a whole bunch of new teachers. So suddenly you have all these new, and at the same time, my school, like the whole site, almost the whole science department retired. It was like this group of like old guys and they all retired at the same time. And suddenly we had like three new math teachers and four new English teachers and four new science teachers. And it was mostly, uh, mostly younger people, like in our twenties and, you know, and at that time, you know, it's, so with those people, I sort of like, you know, still, like I said, those people are still, most of those people are still there and still close and they get people that, that, you know, people that have been, you know, been there when my kids were born and kids were in my wedding and at my wedding and, you know, and, and vice versa, like those, those kind of things. And then there's people that, you know, then there's people that are newer that I might not know as well. And then, you know, everybody's different. Some people teach it themselves a little bit. I mean, I, I feel like I, I talk to everybody, at least to some level. And, you know, there's always going to be one or two people that you kind of don't want to talk to, you know? Um, 
So it's sort of. I feel that way a lot. I feel that way a lot. It kind of runs the whole gamut, you know. Um, I, I think I, I got lost on on uh, the question. Um, about my relationship with the people on staff and being an advisor. No, Gary, you um, did, you're you doing great, man. That was honestly, I think, some really, really awesome information that you didn't really get off topic. Then that's what these conversations are. Sometimes we're going to, we're going to, you know, run down a different right. avenue. But yes, the real question was, you know, how do you feel about your relationship, your role in the school? Uh, you know, like I said, I, I approach my guys all the time and I certainly hope they don't think I'm this big, annoying piece of crap that, you know, grows up to them. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know what? I don't, I don't really get a, a whole lot of people come to me, um, you know, to like, like a lot of times some newer people might come and ask me a question and I'm, you know, again, I've been around for a while. So there's some stuff that I know and there's other stuff I don't know. So like if anybody asks me a question, it's always either, okay, I can tell you this information or like, let me reach out, you know, reach out to district rep. I mean, you should reach out to central and I'll find the person for you to contact. Like, you know, someone's talking about, they want to take like a certain type of leave. You know, how can I take a leave? All right, well, let me find out who to talk to and, and give them that person's contact. Yeah. You know, or sometimes people, especially new people, like they'll come to me with a question that's really a question like for the payroll secretary. Um, so, you know, trying to direct people, you know, to, to the people that can help them if I'm not the one who can do it. Yeah. Well, you know, we, I, I, I'm the first one to say that, you know, I don't have all the answers either. And I'm, I'm in, I'm nowhere near, uh, near the position that you are in, not just your years of teaching, but where you stand in the, in the, uh, the position of, 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 of I, I want to say dependency for, for the, the body of the teachers in the school. Um, so I'm nowhere near there, but I, I gotta tell you, you know, for someone that doesn't have the answers, uh, sorry, that was paused for a little bit on Instagram. You might get a little pause on that. I apologize. My connection sucks, I guess, today. But yeah, I think, you know, as much as much information as you can um, provide is is all that anybody really asks. I, I don't think I've ever been in a situation or even been uh, uh, observed a situation where the, the UFT person didn't know something and the, and the teacher was you know, terribly upset about it or made a big stink about it. You know, we're all, we're all human. We, we don't know everything. And sometimes we have to look up things and that's okay. You know, that's okay. But um, I just want to give a quick note. Uh, it's 947 and I, my, my YouTube, my Instagram will, will shut down in about, uh, I want to say maybe 11 minutes. So I want to get in as much as I can today. Uh, first off, I just want to thank everybody who joined uh, for this birthday special with um, my first uh, guest who was not a part of my own um, my own building. So thank you, Gary, for joining in advance if I haven't thanked you yet. Um, and I want to thank everybody for joining. And uh, again, don't don't be shy. Chime in in anything that you ever feel like you have some kind of information or some kind of experience on. It really helps the conversation. But Gary, just uh, you know, let's uh, let's let's try to wrap this up in a in a way where we could gracefully bow out today. Um, uh, as a person who's been teaching for so long, um, old man, uh, you've been teaching for how many years? You said twenty two. Yeah, this is year twenty two. Man, God bless you, man. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm struggling at nine. <laughs> Hey, if I if I was just if I was a sanitation worker, I'd be two years into retirement. Already. Yes, you would. That's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show, yeah, and you know something. Something, uh, something I um, I know you talked about rules, and I don't remember if this was a conversation I just had with you, like like personal conversation, or uh -huh. if it was on a previous episode, or maybe maybe both. Yeah. Uh, something about you with wearing the hat in school. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, For the, <laughs> would you like me to speak on it? Please. Oh man, this is an this is an exciting story for me. I I think I almost you know I <laughs> I hate to say this, but I think I almost brag about this. So the story goes: this is the legend. This is the legend of Chavez. May may, may my stories um, fill the gaps of all broken memories and lead us on to a higher level. But you know, for a long time, I okay. Well, we're gonna end this just on this note. I, it was a long time, I really respected all that was asked of me. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I certainly did respect a lot of what I was asked to do. I, I tried not to be a ball buster, but I enjoy wearing hats. You know, I really do. You know, 
Not and there's more than one reason, right? There's more than one reason. Gary, thank you for bringing this up because I almost felt bad bringing this up, but thank you for for asking me to tell the story. I'll make it quick and painless. So for years, I was always asked to take off my hat, and I said, "Hey, yes, I will take off my hat." And it was really just a, a an interesting level of, uh, all right, my boss asked me to take off my hat in the building. And then I started like asking myself, I'm like, why am I taking my hat off? What is this, 1940? I'm like, people remove their hats in a building or in a, in a restaurant or in a place where people, you know, where, where it was like a fancy type of atmosphere, a very upscale thing. So I, I researched it. And I and I and I looked into it. I even called my my UFT uh, leader, not 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 the not the position that Gary's in, but the the I guess the district or the, the district leader. Am I, am I right saying that, uh, Gary? Yeah, that would be that would be the district. Right, the district. Yeah. I, I I asked him. You know, I, I sent a simple email. I said, listen, if I if I said to my principal, listen, no, thank you. I I I I, I would respectfully decline removing my hat. Just because I really enjoy, you know, wearing my hat, you know, I was listen. Don't get me wrong. Most people think I have cojones like a fucking metal suitcase, but I was a little nervous about approaching the situation because I didn't want to rattle cages and I didn't want to be that guy. But I really, you know, some things you fight for in life. You know, you would fight for your children, you would fight for your your spouse. I fight for myself. I have neither of those two. I have a beautiful girlfriend who I love, but she's not my wife, and I would fight for her no matter what. But here's how it went down. I researched, I looked it up. I said, Hey, listen, really, there's no reason why I can't wear my hat. I was approached about it one day and I said, you know what? Can I just, can I, can you lend me a minute of your ear? I gave my, my, my synopsis. I, I, I told my, I told that person about my research and I said, listen, at the end of the day, I'm not here to engage you. I'm here to engage my students. This is the uniform that I choose to wear that makes that easy for me. I want to say that I respect what you're asking me, but this is also an old value that ended many, many decades ago. People don't remove their hats anymore when they when they enter a building. If this happens to have anything to do with my pedagogy, then yes, let's, let's talk about that. But it really doesn't. Whether I wear a hat or not has no, no ruling or concern over how good or bad of a teacher I am. Realistically, this actually doesn't even make any sense to me. And I, I, I just want to say that the DOE does not uh, hold us to a dress code. And if we were to ever bring this to a different level of, of, of politics or religion or whatever, this conversation would be ended. And I looked her, this person right in the eye and I said, I mean, can we just agree on that? And I just don't want to be asked to remove my hat because it's not what it doesn't make me a better or worse teacher it just makes it just makes me feel shitty for the rest of the day that i'm asked to do something that has nothing to do with teaching and you know it's 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 funny i was um the other day just watching um it was an old episode of sopranos came on mm -hmm. did you watch the sopranos in those in uh in its day but, i did uh, i did there's an episode where where 20 is with I, I, it's been a while i don't remember i think the guy's name is Artie, who owns the restaurant and they're in the restaurant, and there's a couple at the table, and the guy's wearing a baseball hat. And it's like this sort of like fancy restaurant. And Tony is like fuming that this guy has a hat on. And he goes, he goes over to him and he says, you know, take off the hat. And the guy looks at him and he's like, you know, we don't serve hot dogs here. We took the bleaches out two years ago. Take off the hat. And the guy, you know, kind of like, you know, gets intimidated by Tony, takes the hat off, and, and that's the end of it. But I think that's interesting because I think. You know, I mean, I grew up the same way. It was like, you know, you go to school, you don't wear a hat. And even like as a teacher, um, not in recent years, in recent years, especially like once COVID happened, it was sort of like, I don't know, a lot of things went out the window. Free reign. Um, Free so, reign. Right. Things changed a lot. I mean, for good, I mean, I shouldn't say for good, but a lot of things, like a lot of rules I felt got laxed after that. Yeah. But, um, but you know, like for me, I mean, outside of work, I'm a hat guy. I mean, I have a hat on right now. You know, I'm, I'm a baseball hat guy because I don't want to comb my hair and stuff when I'm not at work. But it's not, it's not something that, like, for me, um, that, like, I've, I would, you know, like, not, maybe not like the hill that I would try to die on, like, I'm going to wear my hat to work. Though at the same time, I, you know, I understand and I respect your position because, you know, the way you dress or what, you're, or, or what you wear or what you look like um, does not determine, like, how professional you are. Yeah. You know I mean, 
you know, I mean, you know, I mean, people listening don't know me, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, pretty sleeved out in terms of tattoos. I have this, my yeah. hair is not as big as it once was, but you know, I don't look like what I guess people would picture, you know, a middle school teacher looks like. Not in, um, not in the least, not in the least. Typically, you know, but, um, but an interesting story with the hat um, that happened with me in some years, but I'm guessing it's gotta be like seven or eight years ago. I had, um, I had like a student teacher from Queens college who was in um, observing, observing my class. And he had been there once or twice. It might've been like his second or third time coming in. And he came in one day, like right before the kids came in a few minutes and he had a hat on. And I don't remember his name, but let's just say Brian. So you're Brian, you gotta take the hat off. And he kind of like, you know, I felt like I was talking to a 12 year old. He kind of put his head down. He kind of like sulked a little bit. And I was like, Brian, you gotta take the hat off. And he's like, oh, my, my hair's messed up. You know, and then I kind of looked at him, he took it off like reluctantly and you sit in the back of the room with, you know, with the hat off and a few minutes into the period, I noticed then he has his cell phone out. And so I just, I threw him out of the room. I just, you know, just get out, you know, like in front of the class and the kid, the kids loved it. The kids had a, had a field day with it, but, um, I sent him to the office and said, look, I guess whatever's happening here is not interesting enough for you. And he was just sort of like, I don't know. He just didn't seem to like comprehend like why, like I wasn't happy. Right. You know, um, and I'm just thinking like, all right, this, you know, you're going to into someone else's, into someone else's space, right? It's like, if I go to someone's house and they have a rule in their house where like, we don't wear shoes in the house, mm. like I'm not taking a stand that I'm putting shoes <laughs> right? There's so many, so there's, like, there's so many comedic shows about taking off shoes in someone's house. That's hilarious. Right. <laughs> right. You know, well, what's, what's the, uh, what is the movie, the one with, uh, with, uh, taking shoes off? Oh, that's um. Isn't that blow? Is that blow? Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco. Yeah, yeah, but that's always like when I think about the hat, right? Like, like I don't think I've, I've ever had a big issue like with a student with yeah. the hat. But here's you know whatever twenty one year old guy like in the back of my room. And, and, you know, for me, it's like this guy's gonna come be a teacher, and I don't know. Yeah. In, um, you know, it's all like I say, it's all. I don't think there's a fine line with that. Like when you talk about dressing professionally. And, and what does that look like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, shirt and tie, like somebody decided on that, that that's the way that, that you should look. And yeah. if somebody wants to wear a shirt and tie every day, that's good. I mean, that's not me. Speaking my language. For me, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm not that, you know, I don't have a lot of reasons to wear a shirt. Like, it's not something I feel like I need to wear to work. And for me, shirt, shirts and ties are like weddings and funerals. For the yeah. Most part, you know? Oh, man. Um, another, another show, believe it or not. You mentioned like four shows of mine today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So listen, guy, I don't mean to cut you off, but if I don't cut you off, this uh this live will cut us both off. So I want to say I hear you. first of all, thank you for everyone joining. Listen, it was a great birthday today. Having you on, Gary, was the best gift I could have. I want to tell you, unless my girls no, dude, unless unless my girl got me this gift that she says will make me so happy right now, you're trumping it. Guys, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Gary, thank you for coming on and chiming in and, and talking about things. You know, it, it, it means a lot to me, and I'm sure it means a lot to anybody who was on here listening. Guys, please, 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 if you are not subscribed yet, please subscribe to my YouTube. I need followers. I need subscribers to go live so I don't have to do these calls. I could actually put people on right next to me. You could see them. Um Thank you, Tommy. Uh, Tommy says thank you, Gary, for coming on. If you don't know who Gary is, man, you need to. He's a great guy. He's a good family man. He's one of the best people I know. Uh, one more shout out to him, guys. Catch me, catch me this Sunday for my next show on the other segment I have, which is this is how you know twelve in the afternoon. I know it's a little early, but it's the best I could do when we talk about just fun stuff. But as for now, if you are a regular on this show. Please see me on Thursdays at 9 p.m. for our next episode five. Uh, I don't want to leak too much, but uh, I just want to say it'll be another exciting show with another special guest um, who I have booked. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't in the past, please do next time. Um, I'm going to give this one. Gary, what do you say? Should we give this one an effective? What do you think? I'm gonna go old school. Let's just go satisfactory. All right, old old school. I don't know if you were around in those days. I wasn't, but I heard a lot about it. Yeah, just the pre the pre 
Jake Danielson days were just better than that. That's another topic. Too. Uh the resident bully. <laughs> that is another show. That's five. Guys, just know it's go. been it's been five episodes Gary mentioned today. But you know what? They're not they're not hard to figure out, especially if you're a part of this DOE. Um so guys, thank you one more time. Y'all have a great night. See me next. Sorry, see me this Sunday for my other segment. Uh, this is how you know. And then chime in next Thursday at 9 p.m. for another episode. That is episode five of um, No Running in the Halls, DOE edition. Everybody have a lovely night. Gary, once again, thank you for joining. Everybody have a great evening. Let me send us out with a song. Hold on, everybody. I still got 50 seconds. Here we go. Let's do this one right here. I love this one. This is my favorite. Here we go. Thank you, Tommy. We out. <laughs>